Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says that sexual harassment and sexual problems that are going on and sexual misconduct is what he called a systemic problem. And when women speak, we have a responsibility to listen to them and to believe them. Uh, the interim leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party, Vic Fideli, made a similar comment and uh, tweeted that just a few minutes ago. It seems as if political leaders are saying the right things about the allegations that are going on these days, but what kind of implications are they really having? And the stories continue, of course. We talked about the president of the uh, Ontario PCs, uh, uh, Rick Dykstra, who stepped down amid allegations. Uh, former federal cabinet minister Kent Hare stepped down last week, although he's still in caucus. Uh, there are more allegations about hair that have come out over the weekend. On and on it goes. It's interesting to see the reaction to this. Uh, as I say, quite aside from the statements that are being made, it's people's actions on, I guess, and people's attitudes that we need most to be concerned about. Joining us to talk about this is Catherine Gibbons, Anti-Human Trafficking Coordinator and Public Educator with Halton Savas. And uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for taking the time with us, Catherine. Oh, thank you for having me, Bill. Your, your reaction to what you've seen over the last little while, and maybe the reaction to to the news, because uh, I'm I'm I got to tell you, Catherine, I'm getting a, a mixed uh, reaction when I see some of the social media comments. I'm seeing a lot of people that saying, "Why are you picking on these men? You're ruining their careers," which shocks me. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you are seeing people, I think, that are starting to understand what this is all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, last week I was on to talk about the general reaction when the Patrick Brown story broke yeah. and how um, within the public there was a sentiment of sympathy for his loss of power instead of sympathy for the survivor's bravery to come forward and speak out against him. Um, so, I mean, coming forward is never easy for women. They take so many risks when they do it because they don't have the same sociopolitical capital that men have because we live in a patriarchal society. Well, how so do you, you know, it's, I'm glad you said that, and I think we have to keep saying that, but then you've seen some of the reactions, some of the columnists and pundits that have written columns about this are saying, look, at why did it take these people so long to come forward? If somebody comes trying to, to hit you on you and, and they, you don't like it, you should just say no and walk away. That's, that's easier said than done in a lot of circumstances. Absolutely, and that reaction is symptomatic of rape culture, which is a pervasive belief that uh, women should be blamed for experiencing sexual harassment and sexual assault, um, and it's deeply embedded with victim shaming. So when women do come forward, they're often shamed. Um, they're asked, what were you wearing? Why did you act that way? Why didn't you just say no? And there isn't any attention paid to the specific details of these women's truths that they're sharing. And women coming forward um, is never convenient, especially in this instance. It's not convenient to the political timeline, but that doesn't mean that we need to stop believing these women. We need to carve out spaces for these women um, to make it safer for them to speak their truths. We had uh, one comment on uh, the weekend, and actually it was one of the shows that I was doing, and, and that was the reaction that said, you know, what took them so long to come forward? Why didn't they just say no at the time? And I said, well, consider time and place. And I don't really know who these women are, but we know a little bit about them. That uh, They were high school age, uh, one of them looking to establish herself in, in the business world, uh, to say, hey, guess what happened to me? I've got a problem here, and to actually make allegations like that back in those days, 10, 12 years ago. Let's let's consider what was going on and the attitudes that were in place 10, 12 years ago. You know as well as I do that she never would have been believed. 
Exactly. And it's really important to reflect on the historical moment in which these things are taking place. It's only recently that women are starting to have a modicum of belief surrounding them when they come forward, thanks to the movements like Me Too and Time's Up. And even still, like we saw with Patrick Brown, um, there's always people are always assuming an ulterior motive. It's never, let's just believe them. It's, well, what if this is happening for a different reason? Or what's really going on here? Um, so we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to believing survivors. Well, because I And again, some of the reaction, well, how much are they getting paid? Who put them up to this? You know, these are the questions that are circulating on on Twitter and on, on Facebook pages that I'm seeing still today. Exactly. And to me, that's like a that's absolutely a disgusting um, assumption to make. Um for these women that took so much bravery to come forward. And like I said, it's not convenient with the political timeline, but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't believe them and that we should, and, it does, and we definitely shouldn't accuse them of having ulterior motives. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.